This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, dude. The 90s call. With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hey, Dude, The 90s Called. I am one of your co-hosts, Christine Taylor. And hi, I'm David Lasher. <laughs> hi, David <laughs> We're going Lasher. Second, both names now. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't see each other last week. So we, we, you know, we've got to get reacquainted here. We had right. a week off. People might um, not, not know who we are. <laughs> yes, people might have totally forgotten. Um, our podcast that came up this week was another Q&A, and people seem to love the Q&As of our, of our Hey Dude days. Yeah, I love the Q&As. I love like the memories and, you know, you and I, sh like you, you recall things for me that I didn't remember and vice versa, I'm sure, right? Yes, yes, I know. We got to keep those going. So we're going to keep, keep the questions coming, um, you know, and, and I know David and I talked about one of these days, we'll, maybe we'll watch a couple episodes together and like see if we, if that sparks any <laughs> memories. I have not watched enough episodes to remember Where, where specifics. does Hey Dude live? Is it on, it's on a streaming service, right? Yeah, one of the streaming services. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It. You can find it. Um, but we have got a very cool, very 90s guest today. Very, very strong guest. Whoo, I'll say. Um, does anybody remember? <laughs> David, do you remember? American, American Gladiators? Gladiator? Yes, I do. I uh, mean... I, I just remember that show being on all the time, like any time of day, late night, during the afternoon, like it must have been syndicated forever. But I want to talk to our guest who went by the stage name Nitro, but um, but his real name is Dan Clark. And so why don't we welcome him in and let's let's hear what he wants to be called. <laughs> I'm going to guess not Nitro. <laughs> hey david hey christine yes hey buddy Dan. thanks for joining us hi look at you by the way you look awesome you oh, haven't you aged <laughs> <laughs> although no, you're not 
you're not wearing spandex, so it's hard to recognize you and not in the spandex. Christine, you didn't make that request. <laughs> Damn. Oh, go. Wait, you want to do a wardrobe? We can do a wardrobe change real quick. <laughs> like, like one of those TikTok things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. We, we, we were just saying that the, our memory of your show in the 90s was like it was it was omnipresent. It was sort of always on. It was such a part of popular culture. Um, it fascinates me. I have so many questions to ask, but um, but it's yes. Yeah, so we're 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 thrilled to have you. I'm so glad that this worked out. Yeah, me too. Excited. I mean, American Gladiators was like probably the first hugely successful reality show. So you know, for us when we were doing Gladiators, you know, it was just a job. We had no idea what it was going to turn into. You know, I was uh, 23, 24 years old. I'd just gotten cut by the Los Angeles Rams. And I had a two-year-old kid. And I was, and baby mama was like, hey, I need a check every month. I don't care what you do. (laughs) And I was running out of cash. And for some reason, I had this great idea. You know, I had no acting experience. I knew nobody in Hollywood. And this was uh, right in the precipice of the 90s. It was 89. And I said, I'm going to come to LA and be an actor. <laughs> you know, and she's like, are you out of your mind? That's what, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. You're going to come to Hollywood 1990. You don't know anybody. You've got a two-year-old kid, you know, good luck. So I literally <laughs> was here for uh, about eight months and I was running out of money. And I had like $600 left in my bank account when I got this audition for this show looking for athletes you know, who were good in front of the camera. And it was like this little light went off. And I was reading something that they had back in the 90s called the drama log, which is where where you find your castings from. A a little printed paper at 7-Eleven, you'd find your castings from. And I went inside and I looked at this casting and and it said that athletes are good in front of the camera. That's what we're looking for. So I said, oh, that must be me. (laughs) So we went and tried out for this thing and... uh, and uh you know yeah it's it's weird what was just a job in spandex became something you know that was part of 90s pop culture and it was never more evident because it's been so many years than when netflix's muscle and mayhem came out uh a few months ago we debuted at number one in america number six globally with over 15 million hours watched in the first week. Then it was like, we were a part of something. I, I think the 90s kids really loved the show. Right. Like that that sort of after the, the, the effect that all these decades later, this was real. Like this really made an impact. I mean, the little show that David and I did a million years ago, we had a very, it was similar for us. I mean, not probably not that many views, but it was all these years later that people started coming out of the woodwork and saying, we grew up watching you. We loved you on that show. And, and how incredible to, to see and globally, by the way, with, with, with gladiators. I mean, it, this was not just, I know it's, it's called American gladiators, but you guys were global sensations. Right. It was it was interesting, you know, after Muscles and Mayhem, I got so many different people sliding into my DMs. I'm sounding like a cool young hip person (laughs) sliding into my DMs (laughs) from 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 all over the world. Well, I got sliding in my DMs from uh, what is that show uh, on Netflix? It's where you can't see people. Love is blind. The one of the yeah. girls after the show said, "Okay, boys, slide into my DMs." And I there said, was no oh. DM in the nineties, though. <laughs> right. No one, no one would know what you're talking about back then, right? So, so I started getting all these people reaching out to me on social media, just you know, from all over the world, you know, from England, from Germany, from France, from all these different places, saying, you know, I, I loved your show, and, and similar to what you guys, I'm sure, heard, I loved your show, and but I think what was touching was the impact that it had on had had two people at that time. Hey, that show was the show I used to watch with my dad. It was the one family show we would watch on Saturday mornings. Or, hey, you know, I used to, you know, beat up my, rough up my little brother in the backyard playing Breakthrough and Conquer. That was such a monumental time. And I think the best shows that are about the 90s are the ones that are, that put you in a time capsule. 
and they take you back to that time when it, you know you feel like you're spending a moment in nostalgia with a good friend and when i created muscles of mayhem that was one thing i said you know i said i look i want this to feel nostalgic like you're back there at that special time of the 90s and you know the 90s for for me was a fantastic time i was a young guy in hollywood and uh i felt like the world was open you know i would go to roxbury oh, right. on <laughs> yeah on sunset of course <laughs> yeah well now now roxbury oh you mean that movie i had people say oh you mean that movie with chris Catan? i'm like no it existed it was a place that was it the was hottest club right when we first moved here d it was like the hottest club and i and i remember before getting the show trying to get into the roxbury up the up the back doorway which is a vip room and they're like <laughs> dude get out of here you're not getting in here they had the guy with the clipboard there in that club i don't remember if you guys remember vertigo downtown hollywood yeah prince vertigo. eventually owned yeah vertigo is another club downtown Hollywood. prince eventually owned you know that club but it was the same kind of thing where you know you had the the red barricade and you had the cool guy with the sunglasses and the long hair with the clipboard or what about Sky Bar? That to me was like once I could get into Sky Bar and I knew the doorman, I felt like okay, I'm I belong here. <laughs> yeah, you, right. yeah, you felt like and you the made Viper it Room, the Viper Room. Oh, yes, yeah. it was. They were all along that strip. But you're right. When it came to the the guy with the clipboard, it was always that thing of, are we cool enough? Are we famous enough? Are we you know popular right. enough? And this one guy is the judge of that. Exactly. Right. And, and, and he always looked the same. He always had long hair and sunglasses. <laughs> because right? it was the 90s too, yeah. right? <laughs> and he always, like when I first got him, he wouldn't let me and my roommate in. It was always like the models he's letting in, the famous people. Like, I, I think David Faustino would get in and I couldn't get in. And I was like, he's only five foot. How's he getting in? <laughs> because in, in my world as an athlete, you know, the, the, your physicality is what opened the door. And all sure. of a sudden you come to a new world, Hollywood, where the physicality doesn't always matter. You know, if you're David Faustino, you get in. It, it, it didn't matter as much, you know, as it was about the performer. But still in the 90s, that to me, that was still the age where, you know, what in the, I think in the 70s and the 80s, the buffness, the muscularity, the masculinity was something that was kind of a circus sideshow of Venice Beach that spilled into the mainstream and now you know our heroes were you know schwarzenegger um you know in the terminator it was von Dom, and it was yeah, rambo mm -hmm. so the, this was the beginning of this uh toxic masculinity <laughs> before it was toxic that toxic <laughs> that spilled over into you know the mainstream and uh, that was i think those guys you know stallone and schwarzenegger really paved a way for the American gladiators. You know, people are looking for something different. And until that time, as you said earlier, David, there had never been a game show that had the physical requirements that American gladiators did. It was always Wheel of Fortune. It was Jeopardy. Well, let's make a deal. There it was never... using your brain, right? It, it, it all had to do with trivia or what you knew. It was not, there was nothing physical like that. Right. And that that's what was so wonderful about gladiators. I mean, they had lightning in a bottle. They took the best of two worlds. They took the best of sports, you know, football, basketball, wrestling, whatever the sports were, and all the trivia game shows, and they put them into one where people who still had that belief in themselves as an athlete, it gave them a platform to come and test, uh, test their their valor, their athletic ability against these larger-than-life figures in the American Gladiators with a chance to win. I think the first season was, you know, $10,000 and a brand-new car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how times have changed. And that was huge back then. But Well, have so, they, Christine, have they changed? Well, I mean, look, Ninja Warrior is still no. on. But the I mean, Rock has I still mean, got a show on. I the, mean, the, the, the floor I mean, is hot with lava. Yeah, no, on, you so. paved the way. What I meant was was the the cash prizes, like a ten. Like now, it's so much bigger. Right. It's, it's always like Austin you know, Powers, uh, one million dollars, <laughs> right? right. Ten thousand dollars in today's dollars. That's not a lot of money. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's one million, right? Right. Well, well, look, look in the night when I first moved here in the nineties. You know, my, the, the dream. 
was to one day live in Mulholland Boulevard. I got here and I would drive my, uh, you know, my little car up Mulholland over there in the Hollywood Hills. And I think one day, man, I'll have made it. If one, I can get into the Roxbury. And two, <laughs> if I have a house on, you know, Mulholland Boulevard, you know, and back then the houses were under a million dollars. I would go look at open houses, you know, and they'd have a nice house on the hill and it would be like $870,000. I'd be like, oh my God, $870,000. One day, you know, now it's like in Hollywood, you can't even get a condo for $870,000. But yeah, so everything has changed. Everything has changed. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Can I just back up for a second? Because I I want to pick this up where we left off. But you moved to L.A. and you were a Los Angeles Ram football player. How did that come about? You were a, a college athlete and got drafted by the Rams? No, I went to San Jose State as a D1 college scholarship athlete uh, up in NorCal. Amazing. Uh, I did not get picked up. So I went to the Rams uh, as a free agent. And I stayed on about maybe like half a season. And then that was the end of the football career. I had an injury my senior year in college that really uh, curtailed the football dream. Mm. And, you know, it was interesting because you spend your whole life chasing something. And then in the snap of a finger, you know, it's gone. And for me, that was just really a time of, you know, what do I do with my life? And I knew, you know, David, that uh for some reason you know i wasn't consciously aware i had this desire to be seen you know my my biggest fear my biggest nightmare was just to be an ordinary dude mm. <laughs> you know, 
it, it was. It was just to be a regular dude. You know, I, I think, look, I think we're all given this gift of life. You know, we were all bought and got here somehow. And it's an obligation for us to shine. Regardless of what that means, you know, you can shine as a school teacher, you know, uh, influencing these young kids. But for me, you know, I think um, I really was looking for validation. And, you know, with football, you get immediate validation when you make a, a great play. The crowd roars. Ah, they applaud. And as a misguided youth, I mistook that applause and adoration for love. Right. So really chasing fame for me was a lot about filling those empty places inside. And then it was interesting in the mid nineties, I would say 94, 95 when American gladiators was at, at its peak. And we, you know, we did a tour. We, you know, we sold out Madison square garden. We did all these things or these toys, these dolls. Oh, and wow. Finally, you know, Christine, I, I, I had everything I wanted. You know, I had money, I had success, I had, you know, a, a reasonable amount of fame. But the strange thing was the I thought that would fill that little bit of sadness inside. And, you know, when it didn't, and when I found myself, you know, partying like a rock star in the 90s, like David Lee Roth, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I just found myself, you know, feeling a little empty. And then I just said, you know what, you know, there was one too many mornings where I would find myself, you know, drinking high the night before from the night before. And then mornings I would just wake up and, uh, you know, I'd just be crying mm -hmm. and it was just weird. I said, I got everything, but it feels like nothing, you know, something's wrong. That happened like, you know, two or three times. And I just finally said, you know what, <laughs> something's wrong here. You know, I'm not a genius, but I, I know I have everything that feels like nothing and I need to get help. And so right around 93, you know, it's this big, you know, strong, masculine guy. Um, and I raised my hand and I said, you know, look, I, I, I need some help. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel funny saying this because, you know, people say, oh, my God, you know, if, if I had everything, if I had, you know, pardon the expression, chicks, <laughs> you know, money, fame, all that stuff. You, you, I, I'd be so happy. You, you have no right to complain. And I can only tell you, you know, what I felt and, and how I felt. And, you know, um, maybe everybody should have six, tremendous success. So they'll see what they're chasing and what they're searching for isn't necessarily always the path to happiness and fulfillment. Well, right. I, it's, it's, it, you can't find happiness and peace from the external. You can't. I mean, that can be that can add layers that can be a part of it that can, you know, th those are the sort of icing on the cake. But it's an inside job. Right. Oh, I mean, you that's, a scary, that's a scary place to be, though, when you're trying to attain all these things and then you get them and then you're still not happy, then what do you do? I mean, I, so many people, you're, you're definitely not alone mm -hmm. in that. You know, a lot of people have gone through that. Yeah. And we're, yeah, you're right, David. And what, and what you said, Christine too, is, is, is I know that's now I, I have a 12 year old stepson and sometimes he blames, you know, oh, the coach, oh, this teacher. And I said, man, it, it's not them. It's you. Life is an inside game. Mm -hmm. When you master yourself, it allows you to master everyone else. And, you know, for me, That's it's so been, true. you know, a 25, 30-year-old journey of, you know, self-mastery. And it's the one that I'm still on today. You know, it took a, it took a long time to, you know, learn what causes fulfillment. I think happiness is a cheap word. You know, happiness is, happiness is like a one-night stand. I agree. I right. agree. It's, it's a chocolate chip cookie and then it's over. <laughs> then right. it's over. Right. You know, it, it's, you know, you really, really, I've learned that you got to learn to love what you do. You've got to learn to love the process. You know, we've been, you, you guys, we've been here a long time. And if there's not something that you've learned to love about this and you only love the accolade or the success, you know, that success comes briefly. You're only going to be happy 2% of the time. <laughs> you know, right. you got to learn to love the grind. You got to learn to love that feeling of, you know, of uh, self-accomplishment, of self-pride, of self-esteem by doing something that you say you can do. If you can just make that one 
keep that one promise to yourself, you know, do what you say you're going to do. I mean, happiness, contentment, fulfillment, a whole mm-hmm. world opens up to you. Mm-hmm. What I think is so cool, though, and, and Christine and I are big sports fans, and my son was captain of his varsity basketball team for two years. And he just started a college, and he's playing in his fraternity league. But I remember he said, this is his last game. He said, this is the last time I'm going to compete ever, like in, a, in an organized way. And I said, like, the lessons you've learned, the friendships you've made, the teamwork, the work ethic, the leadership, all these things you will take with you for the rest of your life. And you literally, I mean, Division One football player, played for the Rams, but all these things, maybe you didn't become, you know, Joe Montana, but have these, the lessons and, and, and the things that you learned through sports, you brought through your whole life. Yeah, agreed. You know, um, I didn't become Joe Montana, but I became Danny Lee Clark. And I'm, <laughs> I'm damn go. proud. Of, I'm damn proud of you know the man that um, that I've become. Yes, I can say put both my feet firmly on the ground and say yeah, I became Dan Clark, and uh, I'm a powerful man. That's so beautiful. And what I love, you know, something you brought up early when we started talking about the show. When, you know, in talking about it being so unique and one of a kind kind of goes back to what you were saying, David, this was American Gladiators was an opportunity to bring on contestants who were athletes, who were competitors, who who had something to offer, who wanted who wanted that again. You know what I mean? Like maybe they weren't competing on teams anymore, but they could come on the show. Talk to us about there's so many questions I want to ask. First of all. Did you have any say in in naming yourself or were you cast as Nitro? Because first of all, let's say some of the names. Malibu, Lace, <laughs> Gemini, Malibu, wait, wait, Malibu, great, great, great dude, shitty gladiator. <laughs> great dude, shitty gladiator. He played racquetball. He played racquetball and you don't go and... You know, from a a <laughs> hand sport to a contact sport, and and well, but what a gr- what a great dude! But he just got his ass kicked that first thirteen episodes over and over again. So they so eventually maybe Malibu fired was him. the perfect name for him. Well, they had they had that one clip right where he uh, it's on YouTube. It's got like a million views. Um, uh, where there's a guy coming down on a, on an obstacle called uh, a human cannibal, and he just swings into him. And Malibu there in his little tidy spandex is standing with this, you know, this little teeny shield. And this guy, three hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, hits him and he whoop, knocks him off there. His knees hit him here. Then he gets off and he gives the most legendary Spicoli interview. You know, I was like, dude, I was riding some waves. I was drinking <laughs> some brews. Yeah, if you, uh, on your computer, go look that up because that one clip right there to me encapsulates, um, that, you know, the 90s, 100%. Right, right. We're going to head okay. on over to Hawaii and jam with the stones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so the names, yes. you know, it was, um, so the first audition was over at this little park in Van Nuys before Van Nuys was cool. <laughs> you know, it was like Van Nuys. I pull up in my car and, and you know, there's like, you know, homeless people, there's graffiti. And I'm like, this isn't even a real audition. You know, if you have an audition, it's an off. <laughs> and I get, I, I look out across the competitors because it was an open call, open call in the 90s, man. Anyone could show up. And you had so many people that were, I think, actors trying to be athletes mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you know, there were people in leotards, leg warmers. And I remember <laughs> specifically, there was a guy doing sit-ups and he had another guy holding his feet. You know, you hold your feet when someone does sit-ups and this guy holding his feet had a sandwich in his hand. And every guy, the guy came up for the sit-up, he would take a bite of the sandwich. <laughs> It's like, you know, I, I get in line, you know, like there's this long line. I get in the line and people are dressed up like in role playing costumes. I think there was a guy like in Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, all this weird stuff. And and what really made me almost leave is there is a guy dressed like a bear, like a grizzly bear in a costume. It was like I said, it was it was. Oh my gosh. It sounds like a circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right out of a movie or something. 
it became a circus. What What did you wear? Sweats? Did you just wear, you know, when you showed up, did you just wear like a muscle shirt? I think I wore my dolphin shorts and like one of those little tiny <laughs> tank tops that you would just cut like on the, I get a t-shirt and then I would cut the sleeves off. And then I would try to leave that little anchor that goes over your shoulder to make it as thin as possible, you know, to show off the pecs. And I, I wore one of those little tiny, tiny tank tops. And I remember, I, you know, I, I, I was about to walk away and then there was a gal who was doing the, God, I, I know I'm old when I say gal. <laughs> you know, my, my, my girlfriend laughs at me because I'm still the guy at the restaurant and I see like the person helping if it's a female I say, hey, uh, hey, darling. <laughs> she just looks at me she's like, you're going to go to like, the, you know, non-politically correct police if you keep calling females darling. I'm like, uh, I, 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 so, so anyway, there, there was this um, uh, pronoun, non-pronoun person taking a name and I just was about to leave and she called and she said, I said, look, I'm out of here. And she said, no, 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 no. You look like an athlete. Come here. Can you come? Do you want to come try these drills? So they were just football drills, tires, you know, ups and downs, you know, running back and forth. And then when it got over, she said, Hey, um, we want you to come over here. We're going to put people on camera. And she handed me a paper with three characters, Malibu, which we know the surfer guy, Gemini who had split personality. And the third character was Evander. Loud, cocky, explosive, in your face. And I was born May 21st, so I actually wanted to be Gemini. And they were going around, and I, and I just before I said Gemini, this huge, huge black dude, you know, uh, who be Mike Horton, you know, huge, stepped in front of me and said, I'm Gemini. And I was like, <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> no beef with me. You take, you you take Gemini. You got you it. Win. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I ended up taking, you know, because I thought the name was stupid, Evander. So mm -hmm. I went on camera in character like they asked, and I started answering, you know, questions in character. Oh, what's your favorite movie? Terminator. You know, um, <laughs> what's your favorite line? I'll be back. You know, what do you eat for dinner? And I'm like, I remember looking in the camera, growling, grimacing, going, raw meat, like that. <laughs> and as soon as I say raw meat, the girl behind the camera says, cut, cut, thank you, thank you very much, that's enough. And I said, oh, my God, what a tool. I'm walking to my car, you know, just cussing myself out the whole way. What a tool, raw meat. Why would you say raw meat? So a couple months go by, I do not hear a thing. A couple and months? Couple months. Oh, Don't wow. hear a thing. Remember, this was just a tryout in a park. Right. You know, you're doing tires. There are no costumes. There are no games. There's just a, a trout in the park. A couple months go by. I don't hear a thing. Uh, my money has now run out. I was also bouncing at a bar at night, and um, I said, you know what? I, I I couldn't afford to pay my son's child support. I went into Gold's gym. I couldn't get in because I wasn't paying my membership. I went home. I remember looking in my. <laughs> My, my cabinet, I opened my protein jar and it's empty. And I said, that's the last straw. I literally packed my car. I had a Jeep. I packed my Jeep, was leaving town, was going down the 101. And I was passing the Hollywood sign in the hills. I remember nine months earlier coming in, seeing that sign pulling over, you know, the Hollywood sign, me and my buddy Jim, we pulled over, you know, we were like flexing, Hollywood, here we come, Hollywood, here we come. <laughs> Nine months later, I remember driving by that sign as I, I failed and I've left Hollywood and I remember just flipping it off and I boom, go down the 101 and uh, my pager buzzes. Bzz, bzz, I'm like, uh, I, I throw it across thing, but it keeps buzzing. So finally, I, I, I right past downtown LA, I pull over and it's uh, my agent. And he said, hey, um, I got you. You got a call back. And I said, D dude, I, my car's packed. I'm done. And, and he says, well, it's for that athletes show that's looking for athletes who are good in front of the camera. And I just said, oh, God, you know, I, I, I don't know. And then she said, by the way, Dan, they really liked your raw meat line. And I was oh, like, yes. And I was like, okay. I love it. <laughs> and then he said, it's on the lot at Universal. And I'd never been on the lot. So I turned my, you know, I, I turned my little car right around, went pulled up and went to that last audition uh, the callback, which was on the lot in a sound stage, uh, and had the last audition that would determine, you know, if you would get on the show. They didn't even tell us a name. And uh, the last audition was funny because here I am, you know, just like uh, this, this is my last shot at a dream. 
And they had brought these college students in from Cal State Northridge, which isn't too far from Universal Studios. And they told these college students, a bunch of skinny frat boys that, um, you know, hey, you're going to test out a new game show. And I'm sure, like you mentioned earlier, Christine, they thought it was going to be like a quiz game show. Let's make a deal. (laughs) And they gave these kids 40 bucks a day and they made them test the games against guys like me. And the very last thing of the day, you know, they're weeding out people. There are about like 12 of us left and there's there's all these college students left. They took a big thing of chalk and they drew a football field. 15 yards long and 10 yards wide on the concrete. They gave this kid who must've been 150 pounds soaking wet, the football. And then they pointed (laughs) to me and they said, Hey kid, you got to run it past this guy. Right. You know, a division one athlete who played for the Rams. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was on the juice, who was, oh, you man. know, who was hangry, who was roid raging because, you know, his dream had failed. And, you know, if I just make this one last tackle, you this, know, then, then against this young college kid oh, who's gosh. 150 pounds. Yeah. Oh, so this, this poor guy. Yeah. So this kid runs at me and I just, you know, I had smoke, you know, it was coming out of my ears and he came at me and I just was like, I hit him. I picked him up. And I slammed him on the asphalt. The, his head hits the back of the, you know, back of his head hits the concrete. The ball goes flying. I knocked him out. And all, of, all I hear is I'm standing over and his ambulance, you know, someone get oh an ambulance. Oh, my gosh. You know, oh. and then the paramedics are coming in. And I'm like, oh, my God, I might, I might have hurt this kid. And I'm standing off to the side. And, um, you know, one of the producers, you know, he calls me over. And I said, hey, look, I'm sorry. I just, you know. I just kind of lost control a little bit. And he looks at me and he said, you know, I want you to keep losing control. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you got the job. And I was like, oh, okay. But seeing that kid, you know, with the paramedics. That's what they wanted. Oh my gosh. This is what's going on in reality TV today too. Like the most horrible situations is what they want. Anyway. That's yeah. unreal, unbelievable. Yeah, and it was almost that, you know, harbinger before the storm where, you know, uh, I was too young to see it. Mm-hmm. And that first 13 episodes, they had no idea what they really wanted to do. And a lot of times uh, the people, uh, the first time they ever tried the games was, was when we did it on TV. There was Is that no true. Way. There were oh, no yeah. rehearsals. There were no test outs with they, with they, uh, with stuntmen or anything. No, we were the stuntmen. But again, oh you know, gosh. I was 23, 24 years old. I think it was, you know, 1989. Uh, and, you know, at that time I was so desperate. You know, you would have said, here's $500, go fight Mike Tyson. I would have gotten the ring. You know, I mean, right, so- sure. but, but putting you in a situation where you have to tackle a 150-pound kid who's much lighter than you on, ass- on pavement, that what, what did they think was going to happen? So, like, the show must have had safer parameters than... than yeah, here's how, David, here's how safety <laughs> happened. Shit, people got hurt. Shit got broke. We said, oh, we probably can't do that anymore. We used to... We had that game, which was, like, everyone's favorite... One of everyone's favorite games is called Assault, where we had this tennis ball cannon. And it shot tennis balls out at 100 miles per hour. Well, I'm trying to shoot you while you're trying to run through this course and shoot little things to hit this target. You hit the target above me and, uh, and then you win, you know, you get the 10 points. But I'm firing pop, 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 tennis balls at you. Like I said, 100 miles an hour. And the first 13 episodes, okay, first 13 episodes, they didn't think uh, mm. until until a guy got hit in the eye. Oh, it almost yep, pulled I out had, his eye. Yeah. yeah, it scratched his cornea. He couldn't see. They didn't think until after that. Hey, what do you guys think? Um, do you think we should wear goggles? <laughs> that, <laughs> so I mean, it was, it was this, trial by fire. It was uh, right. literally in the trenches working <laughs> And a it lot out. of people got burned. And a lot of people got burned. Ooh, but wow. again, you know, I, I look. You know, I have no regrets. I was grateful to have a job. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful to be here today, you know, all these years later, talking with you guys, you know, reminiscing about, you know, the 90s, our past. And, and you know, I, 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 I do not have a, 
I do not have a single regret. Maybe I did. Maybe my wrong regret is just I wish I would have done so many drugs you know, <laughs> during that time. Well, you know, but it's such a different time than today, where like every kid gets to play and every kid gets a trophy and everyone's a winner. I mean, you were, you know, '90s were, you know, a it was a, a rougher time, but you were in the center of it, like just whoever's the strongest and the baddest and the meanest uh, wins. Well, it was a simpler time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it was you know, simple, yeah. It was before the coddling of America. Like, you right. know, uh, look, I, I, I'm big on, you know, you know, telling my my stepson and my son, my oldest son, that I love them, you know, that they're important to me, that I care about them. I'm big on showing them, you know, vulnerability and masculinity uh, within the masculinity. Uh, but I believe the way we build self-esteem is by earning things. You know, we have yeah. so many people that are lost that are looking for purpose um and looking to feel good about themselves but they don't know how to work mm. you work hard then you feel good because you put that day's effort in you know and i i think giving everybody a medal whether they've earned it or not sets up a false expectation that everything you do is going to be rewarded and the right, way and you that build kid might not even want to be on that court or that field you know what I mean? Wow. And that, that's not where their passion is anyway. Their parents are like, you're a football player. You're a basketball player. You're great. You're great. And yeah, maybe yeah, the they, kid they, wants to be playing the piano or painting or acting. Yeah, it's 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 hard. You know, I, like I said, I have a 12-year-old running around here. And it's such a hard thing to know, you know, as far as um, when you give them guidance and then push them in a direction versus when you force them to do something that they would never want to do. Right. You know, and I think too many times it goes to that place where there's no discipline at all. There's no accountability. They, they, there's no work ethic. And like you said earlier in the episode, David, about sports, you know, sports teaches you com uh, camaraderie, it teaches you leadership, it teaches you how to work, it teaches you how to advance. I mean, there's so many great things for uh, boys and girls, men and women, that sports teaches you that later transfer for to a, you know, uh, a good life. You through your whole life, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're basic fundamentals. But the number one thing, it, it teaches you to work and it teaches, it teaches you that there's a hierarchy. Look, you want to play, there's a guy that's better than you. <laughs> the only way you're going to get better is you work hard and, and you play. You know, and uh, if you work hard, you get better than him, then you play. He gets injured, you get an opportunity, your ass better be ready for that moment of opportunity. It's the same thing. Yeah. As you guys know, in entertainment, right. You, you know, you gotta be ready. You know, right, when, right. when you're What's that line? preparation meets opportunity, right? That's why well, I was going to, yeah, I was going to say that even about the arts. Cause my, I don't have it. My kids are not athletes, but they're artists. They're, they're performers. And they have also learned that way. You audition, you for the school play. If you can't sing that song, you get cut. You don't make that, you know, you, you, you really it's it's the willingness to put yourself out there and also you you ha as a parent and david and i talk about this all the time on the show we have to let them fail we have to let yeah. them fall Ugh. make mistakes it, 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 you know it, it which goes against every parental instinct <laughs> in me i mean as as the mama bear who just is you know i i'm always like please let me take care of you forever but no <laughs> i have a friend who says that that is called disabling your child that is not uh -huh. how they're going to thrive in the world and it's about letting them screw up letting yeah, it happen there's a great book. I think it's Angela Duckworth. It's called Grit or something like this. I'm, I'm looking from across my bookshelf. I don't. It's not quite catching my eye across all of my books. Oh. <laughs> no, there's, just, there's, there's just really one. And it's my own book. That's the only book I have in here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but it, it, they did a lot of studies with you know with uh, young kids and um, who achieved more. And 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 oddly enough, not oddly enough, but interesting enough, it was the kids not who got praise you know when, when one of the things that they found that made kids qu quit early and not have um grit was when you were saying oh you're perfect oh you're so smart because they end up having that belief as who they are then when they fail like oh my god but this is right. who i am they can't instead yeah instead what they found was when you uh compliment about their work effort 
hey, you really worked hard on that. Right. Wow, I can see you put some time in. Wow, that must feel good to accomplish it because you put the effort in. And you know, my this my stepson's twelve, and you know, we you know live in this time where we can give our kids everything, right? You, you know, you need a new bike here, take get a bike. You need a <laughs> oh, you want a phone? This broke, that broke. It's now no longer Christmas, Hanukkah, birthdays. Mm-hmm. They, they need something. We just live in a an industrialized society where we're very fortunate, where you know we can just go get it for him. And last year when he was eleven, he asked for a phone. Now, he was going to a gifted school where there was a bus and sometimes his real dad picks him up and, you know, needed communication. So it was a functional tool that he needed and he wanted a phone. And I just said, you got to earn it. And you'll know I'm a gladiator <laughs> in my bones when he asked me. Goes, you, oh, yeah. He had to tackle you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a, with, for $40. <laughs> but you'll know I'm a gladiator in my bones when he, I, I say to him, okay, you have to do something. You have to earn it. He's like, what? I said, 5,000 push-ups. He's like, what? 5,000? 5,000 push-ups. Not at once. I said, you have to do a total of 5,000 push-ups to get your phone. I wanted to give him, like he always talk about audacious goals, big, bodacious, audacious. Well, that sounded like breasts. Big, bodacious, (laughs) audacious goals. I don't know. know, Gosh, I'm I'm stuck in a 90s time where slap, 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 let me get out of here. Okay. So... Um, 5,000 push-ups. And for me, I believe that people with goals win once. People with systems in place win repeatedly. Mm. So I wanted to teach him a system where mm. he could look at something big, something challenging, something he didn't believe he could do. Overwhelming right? even, right? Something very overwhelming. overwhelming, right? I could never do 5,000 push-ups. And most people think that. But I want to teach him a system that he could use over and over again to accomplish goals in his life. And I, he said, I can't do 5,000 push-ups. He calls me, you know, Dan, Dan, are you kidding me? And uh, and I said, well, could you do, because he's a very fit kid, could you do 25 in a day? He says, uh, and I said, any time throughout the day? He says, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could, you know, get up in the morning, get do five right out of bed, do five after breakfast, five after school, 25. He says, I can do 25 push-ups easy. He's a, he's a fit kid. And I said, well, can you do 25 push-ups for, you know, uh, 200 days or whatever the number is, you know? And he was like, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I could do that. Brilliant. And then I put the goal. Here's the goal. 5,000 push-up challenge. Um, here's the prize. Phone. So it's all there. You know, you, mm. you know the carrot. You, you see the stick, what you're working for. You have a way to record it. And he then he wanted to start with 50 push-ups a day. So it was 50 push-ups a day. He wanted that phone in 100 days, not two. Yeah, for 100 yeah. days. <laughs> and, and, and David and Christine, you uh, it was shocking after like the first 10 days. On the weekends, he was like, can I do 100 today? Can I do 150? When he got to wanting to do 200 a day, like towards the end, his mom, you know, Kim, his mom was like, no, no, no. That's <laughs> just a little bit too much, young man. <laughs> right, right. But right. so, uh, I don't know if you can see this this picture. Stop. He ended up. Oh man, doing Amazing. the five thousand push-ups, and he ended up getting his at that time his iPhone twelve. And I wow. also made him. I also made him a plaque. You know, five thousand push-up club. You know, his name Adrian. Blah 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 on there, and he puts it on his wall. And what's so beautiful about this? is when he's got something, you know, piano, he's trying to play for release. Oh, that's so hard. And I said, but you're the kid who did 5,000 push-ups. Right. He'll take that for the rest of his life. It'll give him, <laughs> right. he can do anything. Yeah. That's an amazing yeah. lesson. Amazing. Yeah. And I guess, again, remember, goals are for people who want to win one. Systems are for people who want to win repeatedly. And these are kids. Man, these are the people that are going to be the future of who we are. So we need to, you know... <laughs> Yeah, we need to start to build strong, young, resilient human beings. That's so beautifully said. And really, like, I I just, it's so motivating. And I think that, and I'm going to steal it. It's not going to be 5,000 push-ups, but for whatever version of it, I'm going to steal it. Yes. Unattainable. Yes, yes. And through a system, you can attain it. It's amazing. Brilliant, dude. Yeah. I love that. What? You know, it's 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 interesting. You know, one of my heroes, you know, growing up was Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
you know, the king of the 90s. I think, you know, those are the true lives days, the total recall days. And, you know, it's he was just such an inspiration. And and on Netflix, they had a documentary about him and his life. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was inspiring to see. And then, you know, what's uh, really strange is, you know, I, I had someone just reach out to me recently and said, you know, you're my Arnold. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> you know, because it looks, you know, I think sometimes, you know, for me, I always set big goals and I don't achieve, I would say, 90% of my goals. And, you know, try and then working to still learn to love the progress, to stay hungry. You know, those are things that you have to do, um, you know, throughout, you know, this, what, what I've been with, we've been here with 30 years, 35 years. When did you guys get here? Uh, 91, <laughs> I think, right? Nine, yeah. I'm in, I'm, I'm in New York now, but it was 90. We, we went after our show, 91, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys both look way too young. Like, uh, <laughs> just, I can't, I can't believe. You too, like, dude. You look like Billy Crudup, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I, I don't know. I've never heard that, but so, but you, it's hard. I, I have to be older than you guys because I look at you guys and I think, well, I, yeah, I can't even. You've believe got how a great few years look. on us. You've got a few years on us because you were talking about how old you are when you started the show, and I graduated high school in 1989. So you're. Oh yeah, yeah, I got, I got it. That's why you look so much younger. You okay, only good. got a few years uh, on us. Wait, I just thought I was using the wrong anti-aging cream. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I want to talk about something. You had a heart attack in 2013? 
Yeah, this should be my 10-year uh, life adversity. What? Wow. Oh, my God. How the hell I, did that happen? And you wrote a book You're about it. an athlete. Called yeah. F Dying. Yes? Yep. Yes. I've, written, I've actually, you know, uh, written two books. And, uh, you know, if, if, there we go again about expectations. You know, when I, um, you know, I've written a bunch of screenplays, sold screenplays, wrote and directed a movie, you know, d- done a, a lot of writing things. And it was interesting because yeah. I was a, I was a guy who couldn't type. And I was a guy, you know, who was like, read a book. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, back in, co- right. yeah, back in college. Right. But, you know, so when I, lived, I, I played football in Italy for a year, professional football, and they didn't have, um, they did not have uh, American TV. They didn't, you know, this is before cable and satellite, and they didn't have American radio in the small town I was living outside of uh, uh, Milan. And so I started reading books. Like I was 22 years old and I just fell in love with books. This idea that there's this condensed knowledge that someone has a whole lifetime of expertise mm-hmm. and nonfiction and they go and they put it into a book and I can read that book in four to six hours. I can <laughs> soak in all that knowledge. I just love books. But um, so I, st- I started to say I wanted to write and, um, you know, I was really, really intimidated. I, I won't go into the long story of how, how long it took me to type, uh, but, um, I, you know, I wrote for seven years. I wrote screenplays for seven years before I finally stole something, which was crazy. And then after American Gladiators is over, someone, you know, talked about like, you know, hey, your life story is kind of interesting. And I, I said, oh, maybe I'll, I'll write a book, you know. Um, but I was so intimidated because to me, books, it was that was like my 500,000 push-up challenge, writing a sure. book. Because to me, books was something that smart people wrote. Not not guys who wore spandex on TV. <laughs> the title is F Dying, right? Well, that's that's the that's the second book. The first book is oh. called Gla- Gladiator, a, a true, true story. story of Roy's rage redemption, and that was the IP that I sold to Netflix when I sold them Muscles and Mayhem, the docu series. Oh, okay, great! And, and that was in two thousand nine. Yes. Yes, and based when, upon yep. that book, now I'm developing a scripted TV series about a guy coming to Hollywood in his 90s who happens to find fame and fortune in, on a show called The American Gladiators. Oh, very oh, interesting. And just as he's yeah. leaving town, passing the Hollywood sign, giving it the finger, his beeper goes <laughs> off. Yep. That's the trailer. I love it. That's the trailer. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, F Dying was from the, the heart attack look when, you know, we, and it's, um, I've got a buddy. And we'll, I'll leave you guys on this note. And it was just, a, he was over um, this past weekend and he's 47 years old and he's been diagnosed with ALS. And it's just like, when you, when, when you facial mortality, when you facial mortality, things that were important to you just one second earlier, no longer have significance. And it was very similar when I had the heart attack and I thought I was going to die. My whole list of hierarchies and values in my life changed in the blink of an eye. I always say sports taught me about life, but almost dying taught me how to live. Mm. And I had so many profound changes just of how I wanted to live my life. Because uh, when I was in the emergency room and I didn't know if I was going to live or die, um, there was only two things that were important to me. One was letting the people that I love know that I love them Two, having those people I loved close to me. And when I recovered from my heart attack after the surgery, I took that to heart and I wanted to remember that and all these other things I learned over the year. So I wrote a book about, you know, facing your mortality, how it changes your life and how, even if you don't have something like a heart attack or a life threatening disease, how you can still, use these principles to live a more fulfilled life. Um, so that's what the second book is about. Wow. Dana, wow. This is like one of the most inspiring interviews I've ever been involved in. Yeah. Oh, and you. Danny, I heard you say that, David, I heard you say that to the last guest. Danny, <laughs> uh, that is no, 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 so not, not true. But Danny, I, I do want to just say for your friend who was just diagnosed with, with ALS, I, my husband and I work very closely with an organization called Project ALS, We've worked, it's a wonderful organization over the last 25 years or so, because we had a very dear friend who was diagnosed in her 30s. And I, I, if he needs support, if he is looking for, um, this is a a wonderful um, 
three sisters started it when their sister was diagnosed. And uh, and I just want to offer that to you. We we work very closely with them. We're hosting their benefit this year. We we are so, and 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 have known so many people impacted by that disease. And my love and 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 you know support goes out to him but if there's anything he needs please reach out to me and and i'd love to connect him with with this organization because they're wonderful very kind of you very very he he was he was actually diagnosed two years ago and he was here he was here for this weekend you know for uh, labor day so yeah he's he's doing fantastic um he hasn't been public about this yet but he's coming out public because he's an entertainer and i will once this is over, let's make sure our reps exchange our information because I'll connect you with him. And I was I so, because yeah, I was so you know blown away by him because he has the acute sense of living. Yes. Of really living, you know, where I think you know, like myself before the heart attack, I always thought time was guaranteed. You know, you think time is guaranteed. And then when you realize that it's not guaranteed for anyone, that you no longer become a someday kind of person. Right. You find out what's important to you and you do then now because We've you're got today. We've got you're today. Not, you're not pre- yeah. And it's really, really hard to take that to heart and to live it like that. And mm. and he's not feeling sorry for himself. He goes, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, because I don't know if you know, 60 people have survived. Do you know this, Christine, from ALS? 60 people. 60. Six zero. 60. Six zero yes. people have beat the disease. Yeah. And, and, and his, you know. His goal is to be 61. He's in, and he's on fire for it. He's See? on fire for it. And Good just being him. around him and being on fire, seeing him, uh, this fire and this quest for life, just, it really, you know, gave me brand new enthusiasm, which I hope at the end of our conversation and the and the audience listening to this, that's the one thing they can take away is, you know, get, get busy living, just get busy living. You're so, bu- we're so busy calling, you know, traffic traumatic or, you know, causing, you know, <laughs> missing a flight, a disaster, you know, being stuck in an airport. Oh, the worst thing that ever happened. No, right. you know, learn to to use your words effectively for what's really happening, you know, and, and learn to just get stop complaining and get busy living, get busy living your life day by day. Well, incredible message to end this. I, thank I, I you. love this, Danny. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. This Cheers, everybody. Watch pleasure. Muscles and Mayhem. Watch Muscles yes. and Mayhem. It's still yes. on Netflix. I yes. watched the trailer uh, this morning. It's, it looks in- incredible. David, you're a slacker. It's been out for uh, six weeks. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'll watch the whole thing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch it. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys. Congratulations on everything. You are a, a, a total treat. It was wonderful meeting you, and I look forward to staying connected for sure. Yeah, now it's hammer time. Huh? I gotta go work out. Yes. <laughs> uh, five thousand five thousand push-ups. Cheers. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks, Danny. Wow. Just talk about inspirational. You said it. I mean, seriously, I the thing I love about doing this podcast is that people that I'm not familiar with sometimes become the most amazing conversations I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't watch American Gladiators, to be honest. Right. Right. But um I you know, I looked at it before we did the interview, but mm-hmm. what an amazing guy. Yeah, the story is incredible and uh, similarly, like it wasn't a show that I watched regularly. I just always remember it being on. Right. And I remember yeah. the character names and I even remember like, you know, when when we were doing dodgeball, that it was sort of like the the other team was sort of based on those gladiators. <laughs> like we all thought that that was like they all oh, had funny hilarious. names like that too. That. The the Globo Gym, the ben, Ben's team, not the right. average Joe's. But it, you know, it it was so iconic and then to just get to to know a guy who who's really lived his life like he said he 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 you know took went through all the ups and downs of it all of the fame and the success and losing it and getting and I just feel like um what a great takeaway yeah i mean an amazing life that he's living and that lesson for his son to give him something that seems completely impossible but to put a system in there and show him in 100 days you can do this yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we we're going to steal it. Yeah. We're we got to come it. up with something. Everyone, <laughs> thank you for, for listening. This is, this was a great one. 
Yes, yes, thanks. And we'll um we'll we'll get you back next week. Next New guest. week. See you then. Another good one. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at Hey Dude, the 90s called. See you next time. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.